What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Morgan J. Ingram here of the One Up Formula podcast. And as always, we bring on owners, sales professionals, innovators, high impact individuals, high achieving individuals on the show to figure out they have great things going on in their work, great things going on in their career, but what are they doing outside of their work and career to be successful? What is their one up formula? And that's what we're here to dissect and diagnose today. So I have Jojo Graham. We've known each, we've known each other for quite some time. Uh, you know how social media is, you know, people, you get to know them even more. You chat back and forth, never met in person. You know, maybe one day when I go to London, we'll actually be able to connect. We've tried before, but you know, you know how it is now here, but will happen, you know, when things open up, but I'm really excited to have her today. I like the content that she posts and this is going to be a great conversation. So go ahead and get your pins and pads out. You're definitely going to want to hear this information. So what, what, what does Jojo do? So we were just chopping up about this, but Jojo has her own company that she's built. Um, she helps female entrepreneurs on their business strategy, help them hit that six figure mark and beyond. And she's continuously been helping people with, with their podcasting, could be their social selling strategy, could be with their marketing as well. Um, she also is a, a speaker. So when we finally can go back in person, you can go you can go check her out and go hear her speak. Um, she's also the co-founder of Leaders of Change. Um, and they've been doing some incredible stuff to help people lead in a modern way. As we all know, some people out there, I know we got a lot of sales reps listening. Your manager, you're kind of like, they're kind of not that good. So uh, Leaders of Change, we're trying to make sure, you know, that we can elevate that leadership. And we're really excited to have Jojo here. Real quick. I want to show some love to one of our sponsors, Lesson Lee, and my guy, Kyle Lacey over there. It's a powerful yet simple readiness and training software for high growth sales teams. And as we all know, it's a virtual environment, so it's really important to have the remote teams on the same page so they can deliver amazing experiences to the customers and prospects. And I love their motto, by the way, do better work. Check them out. They're helping major brands like HelloFresh, Goodwill, Birchbox, and Thrive Market do success. And a lot of their clients are saying that their software gives them a lot more confidence in the way that they onboard their new reps and their existing reps. That's massive. So if you're in the market for it, check them out. Easy to use, easy to adopt. It's Lessonly.com. So it's L-E-S-S-O-N-L-Y.com. And you can also click the link in the show notes to get there as well. So really excited to have Jojo here on the podcast. Anything else that you want to add? I want to make sure that was accurate here as we start. No, that was a great introduction. I don't think I could top that. No, thank you so much. (laughs) Absolutely. So first question that I have for you. So I've seen that you've been planning or maybe you already had this retreat um, for, I believe it was either Leaders of Change or for your business, um, and you picked Santorini, Greece. Uh, what was the reason that you picked a location? Do you have a special tie to it? Like, what draws you in about that location? Okay, so the first time I held a retreat in Santorini, so I've done two retreats in Santorini. I did okay. one in 2019. Um, it was supposed to happen in 2020, but then obviously the no. whole world went <laughs> turned upside down. <laughs> it couldn't happen in 2020. So then like we moved it to 2021. And in the kind of process of that, that's when the Leaders of Change company was born. So we did it through Leaders of Change. Um, and the reason why we chose Santorini um, was number one, because it was my bucket list destination that I wanted to go to. So that was a selfish um, reason. I thought, right, well, if I want to travel somewhere, then I can go there and I can provide value to people and monetize 
you know, my experience. So that was my selfish reason. Um, the other reason was because I knew it would be other people's bucket list de um, destination. It's a beautiful place. It's like yep. so Instagrammable. It's ridiculous. So I knew that would be a great way to kind of draw people into uh, the retreat. You know, a retreat is the destination at the end of the day. Um, but Greece is just beautiful anyway. I love Greece and I do feel like I've got a, like, it's like my soul home. I feel like I've got a connection yeah, yeah. there whenever I go there. I've been there like five times now since um, the first time I went there. And I just, yeah, I feel really at home there. So, so yeah, those are the reasons why I chose Santorini. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah. And anytime I see anyone go there or see the videos and the pictures, I'm like, wait, what is even this place? <laughs> I've never been there. It just looks amazing. Like you said, Instagrammable. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's so so um, and we've already booked um, next year, but we're not doing Santorini next year. We're doing Mykonos, which is just the island next to it. Um, nice. It doesn't have the... Uh, the, like the landmarks that Santorini has, but it's still just as beautiful. So, so yes, we thought we'd change it up. No, I, I, I love that. And one thing before we get into like the meat of the conversation and what we're here for to figure out like what your one of formulas are, uh, one thing you mentioned is a bucket list. Um, you don't have to go through every single point of that bucket list, but are there like three to five things on your bucket list right now that you're, that like are on your radar that you're looking to do, let's say in the next six to 12 months? <laughs> I have a bucket list, but I don't check in with it as much as I should. But my bucket okay. list is really, really simple. So um, it's things like one of them for this year. I, I tend to do them like per year, like the things that I want to make sure okay. I'm going to do in that 12 months. So it's just things like taking, because I've got a son as well, as you know. So taking mm. Noah to Legoland, like that was just like one thing. It's just like a theme park thing. Nice. Okay. Um, and um, I think for me, I, I focus more on, I'm quite a serious person and mm. for me, and this is why I find it really hard to think about some of the questions that perhaps you're going to ask today about yeah. you know, what outside of work. I don't have enough fun. So I tend to look at goals more than my bucket list things, but like when yeah. it comes to traveling i love travel um and i have got places that i want to go so santorini was one of them i'd love to visit canada that's one place i'd love to go um new zealand and bali maybe but i haven't heard very good things about bali to be honest but yeah i mm. i need to get my bucket list out i think again and just make it a bit more fun yeah, so sounds like that's an action item for you to come out. Yeah, I'm going to take that way. <laughs> Look at the bucket list again. Uh, so this is interesting. You know, before we go into this, I think this is important for people to understand because a lot of people listening in um, are in sales or are business owners, or maybe they're getting into creating their own business and they feel like they have to be serious all the time. So I guess my question for you is like you said, hey, you're a serious person. Have you always been that way? And then if that is the case, tell us more about that. But if you transition to a serious person, what caused that transition and do you like being that type of person? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm serious in the way where um, I take myself seriously and I take my mm. goals seriously, I take my success seri serious. So even from a young age, um, when I was 16, my first that proper job was um, in a bank. And the reason why I chose to go and work in a bank was because, right, that's where I can climb the ladder to success. Like that's mm. where the money is. Um, you know, I can really make something of myself there while my friends were perhaps traveling or partying, like that whole, all of my summers um, while we were doing our exams and things, um, I was working. So I've, I'm, I've yeah. always been working and I just, 
I think that for me, I'm, I'm still not quite a fun person. Like, don't get me wrong, but I, I think I just know the time and place and I, I balance it out and I make sure that I don't burn the candle on both ends. So I'm not like working yeah. too hard and then partying too hard, but then I do work more than I perhaps should have fun. So, so yeah, I'd mm. say that I've always been like that. Um, because I just think I've got too much to achieve to then to just have mm. fun all the time, but that's just the way I think. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important to figure out, you know, why you think that way. And to also say that it's okay. I think some people are like, Hey, like, you know, I'm the same way. It's like, I want to be able to achieve the goals that I have. And that might come off as serious, but that's just me taking ownership of the things that I know I need to accomplish. Cause like, I'm the only person that's going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. exactly. And, and I think that like, I can have as much fun as I want when I am 40 and I'm retired. Cause I, I want to, I want to make yeah. sure I'm in a position when I'm 40 retired, like I can do anything that I want. The money's still coming in. I can go and just lie on a yacht for a week or I can just, you know, visit all of these different countries. Um, take Noah around the world as well and that's when I can have my fun so Mm. some people will look at that and think you know life's too short you don't know what's around the corner and that is true um but for me it's just the way that I think and the way that I am yeah no I think I think you have to think about something that my mentor told me is the pain of discipline and the pain of regret um obviously at the end of the day like there's certain things that you're like you said you're still gonna have fun you're still gonna do those things it's not like you're just sitting on the computer all day long and you don't leave your house but the thing is is that you have to have the discipline right to get to those next levels that you're looking to go to kind of leads into like the meat of this conversation and you know we'll go here from here so there's Things that we always ask, what are the three things that you do outside of work, career, what you're doing that helps you in your career and work? So we'd love to hear those three things and we'll dive into them. Yeah. So I've already told you, I found this really difficult to answer. (laughs) Um, I just feel like like literally my business and my work is who I am. And Mm -hmm. I think many people who will be listening to this will probably resonate, especially if they're building a personal brand, um, because it's always about like, what thoughts can I share? um, What content can I share? That kind of stuff. But um, the number one thing I do that's outside of work that I feel supports me is gym. Um, I like to keep fit I like to keep healthy Um, and that for me when I started going to the gym it wasn't to look different it was to help me with my energy and my focus so I go Mm. to the gym um the other thing that I do I'd say which is out of work but then again it isn't really it's um personal development and just working on like my spirituality and things because the better that I can perform and the better that you know I think and if I am self-aware and if I'm really connected to myself then I can bring my best self to my work um and then aside from that I find it really difficult to think of a third one to be honest I'm just I am just such an introvert so I have to recharge myself quite a lot so I make sure I'm intentional with the way that I recharge myself so I stay home quite a lot um, and then I'll just spend time with like friends um, every other weekend just to like kind of make sure that I'm staying connected to them, um, but also um, still getting my time to myself as well. So my recharge time could be literally just like putting Netflix on or mm. just pottery my, around my house, like nothing too too crazy. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, there's there's definitely a lot to unpack here because yeah. some people are probably gonna be like, all right, we, we got some questions for you, Joe. Like, what's going on here? So I want I want to start with number two because I think this is actually the most important, right? You talked about self awareness and spirituality. So the first question I want to ask is, what does spirituality mean to you, uh, and what has that journey been like for you? Mm-hmm. So spirituality for me, it's um, it's knowing that there is something higher than yourself at play. Um, mm. I grew up like a Christian and mm. uh, more kind of religious. But as I've got older, my mind has just been open to more kind of possibilities. And for me, it's it's quite a personal thing where um, I don't like, I, don't, I can't really describe what my spirituality is. Mm. All I know is that there are definitely forces bigger than myself that are kind of conspiring with me to create what I want to create. And when I'm in that moment of feeling maybe frustrated or in scarcity or anxious or any of those negative feelings that I know that we all feel, I turn to that higher, mm. that higher being to support me in knowing that I can trust that it's all coming, falling into place and it's all coming together. And all I have to do is just focus on what I can control. So I say personal development and spirituality because I think they're very interlinked because when I'm turning to my spirituality or how I practice that, it's the mindset that I'm really working on, or it's because of my current mind state that I turn to spirituality. So then like the personal development just goes hand in hand. Um, But for me, like, I'm not sure like how spiritual you are or the people Mm. listening to this, but I, I feel like I've got kind of some kind of um, magic in me. It's like the weirdest thing. If I say something, it will happen. I'll think something, it will happen. It's just like very, very weird. I have to kind of tune in and tap into that intuition that I have. And I think that's what it is. It's that intuition. So, um, so yeah, that's what spirituality is for me. Oh yeah. I know. I I love that you're sharing this. And the reason I said it's, it's a journey because I think it's different for everyone where they start. So same as you, I grew up in a, a Christian home. I'm still, still believe in that, but it's always a continuous journey of that spirituality because, you know, I think, most people, when they think of Christianity, you immediately, you immediately think of religion and the church. Uh, yeah. The thing that I believe is the most important is what is your relationship with the higher being? Whatever you decide, right? God, whatever, whatever you decide, right? That's the journey that you're on. And then obviously, as you continue to get more connected, uh, things do open up for you. You have more clarity. You have more happiness. And that's what you want to strive for. And again, it's is different for everyone because everyone's going to feel differently. And, you know, I can't decipher what people's feelings are because it's you, but like, that's what it is for me. And everyone in here is listening will probably have different ways of how they go about that. And I think it's really important that, you know, you know what that is for you. So let's take a step back. You talked about, you know, you'll talk about that higher being, you'll go to them in, in terms of issues or stress or things of that nature. How do you do that? Is it a prayer every single morning? Are you writing things out to, to build this self-awareness? How do you go about this? So when I'm like deep into like being like, you know, practicing my spirituality, I'll be journaling. I'll be listening to um, like mantras or affirmations, mm. spiritual ones. Um, if there'll be prayers involved. Um, and I, tr- I try and do that when I don't really need to. So then. Okay. Is that like in the background? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so it just happens, and I try and do it when there's a like a moon cycle as well. So whether it's a new moon or a full moon, because okay. um, I'm into the moon as well, and I've got my crystals and stuff. But um, I'm not as consistent as I should be with it, or I'm not 
yeah, I don't do it as much as I should. Mm. Um, and this is the thing I tend to do it when I'm in that place of scarcity or my anxiety might be like through the roof or just something's happened that I need clarity mm. on or answers from. Um, and it just helps me put things into perspective. And I think that's what it is more than anything. And um, something that I say to myself whenever I'm in that place is, you know, I, I tap into like this higher being, like whether it's yep. God, universe, whatever. And um, and then I realized that like none of this even matters. Like we're worrying about stuff that like <laughs> doesn't actually matter. Like we're all going to die and we just have to enjoy our time here on this planet. And it just puts me into a place where I can just, I just think to myself, well, yeah, it doesn't matter. And I, all I got to do is my best, um, focus on solutions. And mm. yeah, it just puts me into that good place. So in terms of how I practice it, probably journaling, um, just get, getting everything out of my head down onto yeah. Um, and that's And you journal only when something is off. You don't journal when it's good. No, and that, that this is what I need to get back on. I used to be okay. really, really good. I would journal every morning. I'd write my gratitudes out. Um, but it's so easy, and I know so many people will resonate with this. It's so easy to fall off the wagon with it if, if you're not in a habit. And um, I'm not in that habit right now. And I need to get myself back into that habit because every time I do it, so many amazing things come out of my head onto the paper. Um, yeah. I have so many realizations. It's when I get my best ideas. So it's almost like, why am I not doing it? Um, <laughs> but I am a mum too, and that throws me quite a lot. So if like, you know, if I'm busy doing stuff with him, then yeah, there's just no chance of me having that quiet time to just sit down mm. and like, yeah. So, so yeah, we just have to do our best. Yeah, no, and I, you mentioned that, you are a mom, single mom for people listening in. So let's dive into that a little bit because I think it goes into like that self-awareness for yourself. And you can speak on this obviously better than I can, but do you feel like you're, it, it's hard for you to sometimes identify your identity because you all have a lot of plates that are spinning, right? You have single mom, your business, you got other things going on. How do you keep it all together for yourself when you have other people that rely on you? Yeah. And, and that's probably why I found it so difficult to answer the question, to be honest, because yeah. if I'm not running my business, I am being mum. And then if I'm not doing that, I have to find like the pockets of time for myself. And yeah. most of the time in those pockets, I'm exhausted. So this week was the first week back in school. Um, and I am so tired from waking up every single morning to do the school run. <laughs> <laughs> so this You're like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... Uh, you have to get used to it. So this weekend, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to have a lion in the morning. And like that's that to me is just like me recharging and get myself back. So for me, um, I completely lost myself when Noah was born. And for the first eight months, I was literally spinning all of those plates. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I had one of those kind of like enough is enough moments. And I had to do something about it because I was going down a very negative spiral. Um, and that's when I hired my first mentor. I knew I needed mm. someone to give me like the steps that I needed to take for my business to grow, be successful and actually find myself again. Um, and that was back in 20, the end of 2016, because mm. he's five now. And, um, and yeah, I, I had to kind of remember who I am, but then build on who Jojo Graham is because there's Jojo Graham who is like me, the person. Yep. But there's Jojo Graham who's the sister, who's the friend, who's the mum, who's the business owner, who's right. you know all these things. And for me, um, 
I'm not sure if you've ever read this book, but um, there's a book called um, The Alter Ego Effect by Todd no. Herman. Um, and what he Alter said, Ego Effect by, what do you say, Tom Herman, you said? Uh, Todd Herman, yeah. Todd Herman, okay. Um, his theory is that, you know, you step into these different alter egos in whatever situation you go in. And um, some people argue that that's not very authentic. You know, you should be yourself, like wherever you are, whether you're, you know, speaking to your friend or, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. But I just believe that you have to draw from the different strengths that you need for certain situations. So um, I've learned to do that where like I'm fully a mum when I'm a mum. And then when he's not with me, you know, he's with his dad this weekend, I'm fully me recharging. Or if I was with my friends, I'd be fully a friend, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. So that's my way of just reclaiming the parts of me that I think deserve to be honored within itself, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I, I think we all have that. Um, I think a lot of people probably face that too. Like, you know, I feel like uh, I'd be like Morgan, the friend, Morgan, the boyfriend, Morgan, the brother, the son, uh, the speaker, the trainer, the brand, <laughs> you know, it adds on. Like you are slightly different in certain aspects. And it's not because you're like, a, like, oh, I'm going to be a different person here. It's just because people have different expectations for you as that individual which because if you continuously spread yourself apart, like you said, then you aren't whole like you are when you're with yourself. Cause that's where you, when you're your true self is when you are with yourself. Right. And so I a hundred percent understand where you're coming from. And this is going to like shift into the recharge. Cause you mentioned it a, a couple of times, but you don't have to go too deep here, but you, you said a negative spiral. What was the point that led to the negative spiral? And then what was the point where you're like, this has gone too far. Was it a certain occurrence? And like, what was, what was going on to that moment? So it was probably the, if I look back, the verge of burnout, if I'm completely honest, because yeah. I was, um, mumming all the time. So Noah was eight months old. Um, I had my business. I had my then partner's business. We were running. Did you just start that business? You just started those businesses? Um, so my business that I was running started before Noah was born. So it'd be okay. running probably about, just over a year okay. um, and then, but then I was running the other business and then we um, hosted a big event for 800 entrepreneurs. And that was just like crazy. Um, and there was lots of different like things that were going on in my personal life as well that were just not aligning with me. And now looking back, I can understand myself so well now and I understand mm -hmm. my values. So many things were going against my core values back then. So there was no wonder that I wasn't feeling very happy. Um, and I was looking at everything so negatively. Like I, I, and because I'm in the personal development space or, you know, I've been into personal de development for a while. I recognized it, but I couldn't do anything about it. Like I, yeah. I, it was the weirdest thing where like I knew what I was doing. I knew I was being negative, but I just couldn't stop it. So um, that's when I knew, right, I need to take action here. Otherwise I'm just going to end up, you know, just not in a very good place. Um, and at the time, like I said, I, I hired my mentor and I was in debt at the time. Um, and I put myself further into debt to hire this mentor because that's the place that I was in. I was like, yeah. right, this is do or die. We need to make this happen. And I'm going all in on mm. making sure that not just that I was successful, but I was actually going to be happy with it. Absolutely. Um, and then, so yeah, 2017 was the transformational year for me where like I started that, that my other business and so this business that I have now, that was an old business before. Um, 
started this business, um, created success pretty quickly, um, made six figures in my first year, which was my goal. You know, that was the, the benchmark for me. And, um, and yeah, that, that's when kind of everything just shifted and changed for me. No, I, I love it. And I think most people neglect what's going on in their feelings, right? They're like, oh, it's just, a, I'm just feeling off. It'll go away in a week. And then a week turns into a month, month turns into you know a year, right? And it's, then, then it's not good. So the fact you went and sought that help, that mentor, for everyone listening in, like if you are struggling with something, find that help, seek assistance, and so that you can move in the right path. So you talk about recharging a lot. You mentioned that you're an introvert. Um, I think a lot of people listening in, um, they think that because you're a business owner or you're a salesperson that you should be extroverted. So talk a little bit about that. Like, how can you be an introvert, but still be a successful business person? Cause I think people don't think it correlates. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Like, and, and I think people feel like they have to be constantly, or if they see someone who is constantly um, creating content or doing videos or, you know, even just doing podcast interviews, they assume yeah. that that person must be an extrovert. Um, but an, an introvert is someone who internalizes that, like how they feel, internalizes their emotions um, and just processes things um very differently to an extrovert so for me like if I go to an event where there's a lot of people mm. then I have to take a day or two off the, uh, like afterwards because okay. Okay. Like, they suck my energy from mm. like my whole being so um and, it, and it, so it, it was a problem at one point and I thought there was something wrong with me because I host events myself I you know I I'm standing on stages and I'm holding space for a lot of people and then the first event that I ever did for myself, um, I had 50 people show up, um, held space for the whole day myself. Mm. And I was literally done for like a week or two weeks after that. I was like, I can't do events again because I couldn't bring myself back to feeling energized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I just know how to kind of manage my energy. And I think that's what it is when you're an introvert. It's more about managing your energy than putting yourself out there. Um, but it's also finding ways that feel good for you so if you're an introvert listening to this um you know if you're not very uh, expressive i think you know that's the the main thing when it comes to the difference yeah and introverts and extroverts if you're not very expressive or if you don't feel like it comes naturally for you to express yourself then find the ways that do feel natural so for me when i first started in the online space i would write a lot i would not be on video i would never do a live like mm. that just wasn't me but i got really good at writing content and you just gotta yeah. find like what works for you I know, I know. Getting an interruption in the middle of the episode and having an ad pop up in the middle of a great point is the worst. However, I want to show some love to my organization and sponsor, JB Sales. And as many of you know, I started out giving out sales content on a YouTube channel and podcast called the SR Chronicles. And I created the one-up formula to figure out different concepts. However, on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm still talking about sales. And I am a business professional that happens to give out sales techniques and a sales trainer over at JB Sales. And we train reps for leading companies like Slack, Google, MindBody, Salesforce, and many fast-growing companies like that. And what some of you may not know, hot tip, is that you can access our content for yourself with our new on-demand platform. So 
people are constantly asking me for my sales tips and constantly asking questions from multiple platforms like on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and everything that I talk about is inside of the on-demand platform. And we're seeing crazy results from people all across the board. And people are DMing me telling me, hey, we're, we're scheduling 20X more meetings, 2X on our cold call conversions and using video prospecting to schedule net new meetings into accounts they never were able to. So if you're interested in this, on these incredible results that we're seeing, feel free to check us out. And if you're in sales and if you're looking to up your sales game, this is for you. So check us out, JB Sales On Demand over at ondemand.jbarrows.com. That's ondemand, J-B-A-R-R-O-W-S.com. And per usual, I'll put the link in the show notes. All right, let's get back in the episode. What got you to finally doing the videos? I just knew that if I wanted to grow my business and if I wanted to create the success that I wanted, I had to get over myself and I had to do it because so many people would talk about how, you know, do video, do video, do video. It's the, you know, it's the preferred medium on um, social media. It's how you're going to get attention. So I just thought I'm going to just have to do it. So I got myself comfortable being uncomfortable because I would literally be shaking yeah. on, on my first videos that I'd be doing. I would hope that no one would join my lives because I just didn't want to see anyone because it would just like put me off. Yeah. Um, and then the more I did it, the more comfortable I felt. And then um, now I can just jump on a live and I'm completely fine. Or I can record a video and I'm completely fine. So you have to just get over yourself if you want to create what you want to create. You know, if there's anything in your way that doesn't feel natural to you, you just have to do it until it feels natural. Yeah, I agree. You have to take the plunge, as they say, take the plunge, figure out, okay, like, I don't really want to do this. Let me do it. Let me get comfortable. Now I'm good. And that's that's the piece. You say that you also you go to events, right? There's a <laughs> you talk to a lot of people. They they can obviously drain your energy. Events are a lot, right? And some people can go for weeks and weeks. Like for me, I, I'm like I'll show up to events. I can keep going. Like that's just the vibe. But some people they go to events and like you said, they have to recharge. So you mentioned a couple things that you do, but do you block off? a day to do this? Like, Hey, Saturdays on my recharge day. Do you just decide what the week is? And you're like, okay, Friday might be the day. And then when you are recharging, what are things that you do to make sure that you are fully recovered? Cause I think that part's important as well. So Saturdays tend to be my days where, um, I don't book anything in. I do work on the weekends. Um, mm. This is going back to like what I do outside of work, not really much. Um, because yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, mumming, I'm mumming during the week and then I work when he's in school. But then, you know, he's home in the afternoons. And then the weekends is when I don't have him. So then that's when I can really get stuff done without being interrupted at all. Um, but Saturdays are my days off so I don't really put pressure on myself to be on social media or answer any calls or reply to any emails or anything like that um so to recharge I just literally shut everything off um, and Mm. don't feel bad about it so I might um just give my put myself permission not to reply back to any messages um I have to remind myself to reply back to them then when I'm back back. whatever because sometimes like I'm one of those people either reply straight away or just don't don't bother so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll have to message me again because I'll follow just, up you gotta follow up yeah you have to follow up with me so yeah if anyone listens to this and messages me and doesn't reply i don't reply then you'll just have to follow up <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And then I just, um, I do things that are just a bit mind numbing. Like I might just watch Netflix and I don't even watch Netflix um, because I don't, I find it really hard to switch my mind off, but it will just be there and I'll just, Mm -hmm. I won't have to think about anything. Um, But it's the people, like the peopling for me, as long as I don't, I'm not around people for like a day or two after I've been around people, then I'm fine. Um, I just have to, yeah, restore that energy just by being by myself. I, I I feel that a hundred percent. I mean, when you're doing client facing work, uh, you only understand that when you're doing that type of work, uh, you're doing one-on-one calls, membership calls, mentor calls, trainings, whatever you're doing. Uh, that is a lot of the energy you're giving to other people, but no one's giving you anything at all. Right. Yeah. So you, at the end of the week, it's not like, Oh, I, I hate people. It's just, <laughs> I just need, you just got to recharge, right? You just got to get some time to get away. And I actually like the fact that you shut it completely down and you don't even respond. Uh, are there some other things like even more granular that people could do? Like, do you put like, do not disturb uh, are, are like, are you shutting like all, are you delete apps on the weekend? I know people do like some crazy things to like not do this. So it's curious to see what you do. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I just, um, I just don't reply. And maybe yeah. it, it might, it might come across as um, rude if someone doesn't get a response, but I think it's, it's, it's a bit of the, um, not the rebel in me, but for me, I just think to myself that, society's created such um when it comes to social media that we have to be on and if they can Mm. see we're online then like they expect a response and if people are listening to this and they're growing like a personal brand or they're you know in the online space I want to give them permission to not have to reply to everybody who messages them just because they are online um and sometimes I'll get people messaging me they don't even ask me how I am they'll just want to pick my brain and then ask me a question and I just mm-hmm. think it's a little bit rude like I'm not like a machine and it's a bit of yeah it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah it's me pushing back a little bit and, and taking a stand that like no actually you can't just insert yourself into my inbox and just expect an answer whenever you feel like it and just take because this is the thing a lot of people just want to take when you are that person who gives quite a lot when it comes to yep you know, value and just, you know, being on social media, um, they feel like they've just got access to you and it's just automatic and it shouldn't be like that. So, so no, I, I don't do anything other than just, just decide myself. Um, if I delete my apps, I just reload them again because I, like for me, like social media is just, become, come back. yeah, it's just such a way of life now. Like most of the information that I get is from social media. Like I don't watch the news. I don't watch TV unless it's just a bit of Netflix. So yep. I don't, consume anything else other than what's on social media with my social media though I'm very intentional with who I follow um so I'm not following things that would drain me or would just be uh, like a lot like I can't sit if I'm in my mode where I'm recharging I can't sit and scroll through TikTok TikTok is just like so much (laughs) there's a a lot going on and then you don't know what's going to come next and it yeah that's just a lot so i I won't open apps like that i'll just know where what apps would be good (laughs) tiktok is the biggest dark hole of all time as i tell people you could be there for three hours and not even realize it and the things that i've seen on tiktok i can never unsee them it's just (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's crazy. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I remember my first downloaded it. When was it? Like two years ago when it first came out. And I just, I literally deleted it like within half an hour. I was like, no, <laughs> that is not for me right now. I can't. It's like, nope, can't do that. Not yeah. at all. Not Skip. today. No way. <laughs> no, I get that. It's... Madhouse. Some people love it. My girlfriend loves it, but I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Like, it's just it's crazy. crazy. TikTok, because I am on TikTok. It's not me. My marketing team convinced me to go on it because I do the reels on Instagram. Yep. Like you, you would just make it on TikTok. Go and do it. And they've um, just launched ads over on TikTok as well, so they want to like test that out for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, look, just you do it for me. Tell <laughs> what you need me to do, and I'll be the puppet, and then we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, just that talk about not recharging. That's that's the way to yeah. do it. Go it's, watch it. It's like anything that stimulates your brain too much, you just need to shut that shut, shut it down. Yeah, no, a hundred a hundred percent. And so, let's talk about how to energize yourself uh, and, and not talk about going on TikTok. We're going to the gym, right? So, when did you get to the point? Or where there's an event where you're like, I need to start going to the gym for myself. Yeah, that was two years ago um, where like I was thinking about it. And then um, a personal trainer friend of mine um, said to me that he was looking for some business help. And I said, right, well, why don't we just do like a a, a trade swap? You can yeah. Personal trainer, and I'll support you with your business. So um, that's how I kind of got into it. And I think for me, I needed to have a personal trainer because mm. um, there was the, the accountability there. I needed the accountability, otherwise, yep. I would have gone. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I needed someone to show me how. Um, I didn't feel confident with going to the gym. So I needed someone to kind of hold my hand to keep me, um, to help me be confident. Um, and so that's where it started. And the reason was, was because. I think it was it was to get the energy and it was to get the focus, but it was more so to have something outside of business that was for myself, which is very kind mm. of on topic for today. Um, because I didn't and don't really have anything other than that. Um, yeah. And then um, after a few weeks of going to the gym, I realized that it really did support me with my energy and with being focused. And um, I think it also brought more structure to my day as well, where like that would be an appointment that I would show up to. So yeah, it really helped in so many different aspects. And um, I think um, if anyone right now is struggling in any area of their life, um, what they need is they need to go to someone, lean on them for support to get that accountability, to help them become confident, to show them how to do it. And then they'll be able to go off and do it on their own because now I can go to the gym on my own. I know what I'm doing. I don't have to think about it. You know, I still struggle a bit with the accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I would actually prefer to always have a personal trainer. And now and again, I bring one back just to like kind of keep me accountable. Um but yeah, um, that that's the point where I was like, right, okay, I need to get myself someone to support me so I can actually have something yeah. else for myself. Yeah, the the I have one too. The, the accountability, accountability of a trainer, trainer is big because, because you have, you have someone, someone being like, like what, what are you, you doing? doing? First of all, yeah. <laughs> like, why are you not why are you not working out? Because yeah. it's Bring easy. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to be like, I have to work on my business. I don't have time for working out. 
right? I got all these other things going on. Uh, why do I go to the gym for 30, 45 minutes? So what is that going to do for me? You got to have someone who can hold you accountable, especially if you are busy, like we're talking about here in this podcast. So I'm a huge fan of having a personal trainer. And you think that it's like you being like weak in some way, but it actually isn't. It's you being strong to like be like, I need accountability, right? And not say I can do this myself. Now, one thing that you did mention that I want that I would love for you to dive deeper into is you talked about that you did the working out for yourself and to energize, not for others to have like, you know, certain things that would impact your body. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how you came to that decision? Because I think a lot of people when they work out, it's like, oh, I'm going to work out so I find six packs, I can go to the beach and stun on everybody. Right. So like talk a little bit more about that. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, the physical results that come from it is a byproduct and they are great. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes I think to myself, I wish that was a motivator of mine because it's more tangible where you can see like, you know, before and mm. after. Um, and when like, I do slip off the gym, it's easy for me to just think, well, I'm, I'm not going to bother going because it's not a tangible thing. But um, it's training my mindset. So I know that when I do work out, I always feel good. I never regret a workout. Um, sorry, what was the question again? Yeah, no, the, qu the question was more so when you are, when people start working out, typically they're like, hey, I'm working out because I want bigger biceps or I want, you know, whatever, tight abs, whatever it is. But you said, hey, I'm doing this for like myself and more so not thinking about the outward person. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so I say it was for myself, but if I, if I really think about it, it probably was more so for others in the way where mm -hmm. I knew that if I had more energy and more focus, then I would um, be more present with my son. Um, I would be able to create better in my business. I'd be able to support people better because I wouldn't be showing up to cause tired. Um, yep. And because of being a mum, you know, it's very exhausting. Um, I knew I needed to do something to get my energy back because I'm not a very good sleeper either. So I... Mm -hmm. I go to bed late and I wake up early. I just feel like I'm, I'm yeah, I just don't, I'm never asleep really. Um, so I knew that I had to have something that would support me with my energy. If I wasn't going to be sleeping, then I can go to the gym. So, so yeah, yeah it, it was for myself, but then it was also for others, but just not in that tangible way where it's like, you know, look at my abs or look how good I look and, you know, with my, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think it's in, I like the way that you phrased it, talking about, hey, I now have the energy for myself so that now I can obviously have it for others, whatever that capacity may be. And when you are doing the gym, what's the typical week look like? Four times a week, three times a week, what's going on there? Only like two or three times. Okay. Um, Mondays, I have a mantra, never, never miss a Monday. So I always try and go on a Monday. I do like to go on a Sunday as well. And if I go on a Sunday, I won't go on a Monday because... If I do anything on a Sunday, I feel like it's like my head stuck for the week ahead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mantra, never miss a Monday. Then I'll try and go Wednesday and then, um, yeah, a weekend then if if I'm not doing anything. So Monday, Wednesday, and then a weekend. So no more than that. Like for me, I'm not competing for anything. Um, you know, it's just to go. And it's more so just to have that consistency than anything and just um, holding myself accountable and if it's in my diary then it gets done so so yeah I, I don't need to go any any more than that cool no that makes complete sense everyone has their different routines and it's good to hear from individuals like yourself on what their routines are and what they're looking to do and how they get their energy and how they get their focus and you know as we wrap up this interview we had a lot of nuggets a lot of insights on how to 
figure out what the journey of spirituality looks for you, that personal development. Um, also, we talked about recharging, talked about the gym. Uh, question we asked at the end is, what is the best piece of advice that you've received recently? So recently, um, and I've been practicing this and living it as well, is um, you don't have to share everything. I think um, we get so used to wanting to like share all of our success or everything that we're mm. working on and everything that we're doing because it's a form of validation. And I would do so much of that. Like, look at me, mm. what I'm doing. Like, look how amazing this is. Um, and I've been working on stuff in the background recently that – and I don't know if this is just because I'm more of, of a seasoned entrepreneur, so I don't feel the need to as much, but, or if the thing that I'm working on just means so much to me that I just want to keep it to myself until yeah. it's out there. But I've been working on things that I haven't uploaded to social media, which is just not like me because I usually document the journey, you know, it's inspiring. Um, but sometimes you can work on things um, and, you know, get your head down and then let the results speak for themselves. Like we don't have to always shout out about what we're up to or what we're doing. Um, so yeah, that's the best piece of advice I've been given lately. And I say that it's the best piece of advice because it's brought me a lot more peace within myself. Like mm. I don't feel like I said the need to um, get validation from strangers on the internet because I'm sharing this amazing thing that I'm <laughs> doing. Um, yep. And um, you know, I don't feel the pressure to then have to share the next big thing that I'm doing or um, I don't have to share or feel like I need to share any failures because that might make me look more authentic to everybody. Sometimes yeah have to pick and choose what you share because you don't owe anything to anyone and I got to the point in my business and being on social media that I almost felt like I'd, I'd sold my soul to social media yeah. um, and you can keep things to yourself you don't have to share everything so so yeah that's been the advice that I've been given lately that I've actually been living and felt good from doing it I, I really like that advice and I want to have a follow-up question on that where does it come from for you on, on wanting that validation? Oh, gosh, I think um, most of us have it in us that we want to get validated in some way. Like we could go, mm. there, there could be so many different um, reasons and ways in which this comes up for people. It could be from childhood, could be that, you know, we didn't get that validation or that praise from our parents when we were younger. So now we're looking for it externally. Um, it could, that could be the thing. But I also think that, um, like for me, when I started out in like the online space, I would share quite a lot to inspire mm -hmm. people. But then um, people would look up to me as this inspiring leader and this person that, you know, she's always doing something, which means that it's going to inspire me to do more as well. Yep. Um, and so the, like for me, the, the validation would come because you know, it feels good when you've got like people liking your posts, the dopamine hits, you know, you've got all this engagement Absolutely. and these likes and things. Um, but then I think the pressure got to me more that like, I have to keep this going. I have to share everything. Yeah. When I'm tired, I don't want to share anything because I'm not feeling creative or I just can't no. be bothered. So, so yeah, God, they, that's a whole conversation in itself, I think. Yeah, I mean, it. it is. This is the reason I asked that question because there's, like you said, it comes from different points of validation. Good to hear though, now you're able to be like, hey, like this is for me. Uh, I don't really need anyone to validate me for it. And this is the path that I'm going to take. And these are the things that I'm excited about and no one really needs to know, 
right? Um, but it's almost always curious to see like where does that come from for people? Could be you know anything in their childhood, could be something recently in their last relationship. Who knows? But that was the reason I asked that question there. Yeah, and I think there's so much to be undone when it comes to the way that we have been like we've grown up with social media. Because how old are you now, Morgan? Twenty eight. 28 so I'm 31 so we like I remember so we'll remember when social media didn't exist and we remember when it came and then you know now we're living it um so I I want people to listen to this and not feel like there's anything wrong with them if they are wanting to get that validation or wanting to share everything because you know like we've grown up with it and it's such a big part of our lives um but we have to undo these toxic things that have been embedded in us off the back of social media and being in the online space. Like for me, the dream, the dream was to quit my job. So I quit my job to make money online. Now yeah. I'm making money online. The dream is to make money off the grid and just disappear. <laughs> like I would be so happy to literally just show up every now and again to post a cute outfit and then just disappear. <laughs> That's it. I'm laughing so hard. My friend and I were talking about that last night. It's like you you get on social and you're like, man, I want to be this person. And then, like you said, you get to the point where it's like, yeah, I just want to be like, yeah, I'm on this cool vacation, post like an island and then that's it for like the month. So, <laughs> like, you know, and, and this is the thing, like it is exhausting. It's work. It's a business. Um, yep. And anyone who's listening to this right now who, you know, has these aspirations to perhaps quit a job, to go into the online space, to grow their business, or, you know, just not even in the online space, just, just you know, take that leap to grow the business. Mm. You're not, it, freedom won't exist straight away. You're leaving a nine to five to work literally 24 <laughs> seven at some point. You, know? <laughs> you have to be yep. careful. Yep. Um, and then, you know, it, it's, it is amazing because, you know, you do, you can create that flexibility more than freedom, I think is probably the better word. But um, always just be on that journey to find out, you know, what is it that makes you happy and what your soul craves. And, you know, my soul craves, and I think as human beings, we're not put on this planet to just sit on Instagram all day or, no. you know, um, be creating content all the time. We're here to experience life. Um, and that's like my next goal now is to create the life that I want um, and make the money that I want, but without having to do anything. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> it does exist. I know it exists. We just have to keep it. <laughs> hey, hey, look, you know, at the end of the day, as this whole conversation has been, it's a journey, right? It's like, okay, cool. At this point, this is what I want. And now it's like, look, I just want to post up somewhere and no one knows where I'm at, right? <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, I, I get that. And we have full confidence that you'll get there. So Jojo, it's been a pleasure doing this interview with you. Pleasure speaking with you as always. And where can people find you if they have questions? Best place is Instagram. That's where I do live currently. Um, it, and they can find me on Instagram. At I am Jojo Graham. Um, and then they can yeah follow me, send me a message. If I don't reply, I might be having a recharge day. So just follow up. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone knows they have no, they can't be like, Oh, why is she responding? She's recharge so rude. No, I'm just like people doubt. <laughs> awesome well as always y'all one up and we'll see you next on the next episode we have cheers cheers